Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Begin with verse 16. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper. Somebody say, A great supper. And he bade many. And then he sent his servant at supper time to say unto them that were bidden. They've already been invited. Now it's ready. Come for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I have bought a piece of ground and I must go needs see it. I, I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them, I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets, the lanes of the city, and bring hither in the poor, the maimed, the halt, the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and there is, yet there is room. And the Lord said to the servant, Go out of the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be full. For I say unto you that none of these men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Amen. I want to talk to you just briefly tonight on no more excuses no more excuses heavenly father we thank you lord for your blessings thank you god today for how that you have met with us in worship and in song we pray though lord that what we do would give you glory let everything that we do for excellence sake be not for entertainment sake but for your glory lord i'm asking god that you would help us in the ministry of the word tonight Lord, bless your people, feed your people, encourage somebody, strengthen somebody in the precious name of Jesus. Let everybody say amen. amen. No more excuses. God bless you. You can be seated. So I did a quick dive and search Google, and I looked up excuses people make in their life. Excuses people make. This is why I can't come to work excuses. Why I can't come to work excuses. One is my car got stolen. And what it was, it was an employee's young child stole the car. Making it impossible to get to work. The kicker is the employee wasn't comfortable reporting the incident to the police for fear that their child would get arrested. <laughs> My car got stolen by my kid. What an excuse. 
How about, I broke my arm reaching for my sandwich. I can't come to work. I broke my arm reaching for my sandwich. I just put my casserole in the oven. Can't come to work. You know, it's that time of year again. It's that time of year again. One man said, I can't come to work because I got my finger stuck in a bowling ball. Another man said, I, got, I can't come to work because I got bitten by a mosquito. One said, I rolled out of bed and knocked myself out as I missed my alarm. <laughs> One person actually said, my dog is depressed. I can't come to work. Another one said, my goldfish is ill. It's too cold. It's too hot. I accidentally got on the wrong plane. I accidentally got on the wrong plane. Now, you think those excuses are pretty lame when it comes to why I can't go to work? Well, I also found one post by uh, Tom Rayner, uh, who was a publisher for many years, uh, and he says, these are real excuses why people miss church, why people miss church. Someone actually said this to their pastor, why they couldn't come to church. We're out of peanut butter. This one is absolutely far-fetched, but no more than the peanut butter one. And it said, I was too drunk, so I went soul winning with my dog Rambo. <laughs> Sound like your soul needs to be saved, sir. One guy said, I can't go to church because both my girlfriends attend there. <laughs> said, the worship leader pulls at his pants too often and it distracts me. I can't go to church. My kids take nap during that time. My wife cooked bacon for breakfast and our entire family smells like bacon so we cannot come to church. The pastor stays in the Bible way too much so I can't come to church. Another person said, I don't know what it is with peanut butter, but it was a theme in this particular thread, said I can't get the lid off of my peanut butter so I can't come to church. I can't find my peanut butter then I can't get the lid off my peanut butter. It's gotta be the same guy. One person said the church is too close to drive and too far to work, to walk. Too close to drive, too far to walk. Amen. The minute I read that, I thought of Brother John O'Shelton that lived right down the road that was so close to being blind, that, but he would follow his way and make his way to the house of God because he knew how many steps and where to go and marked it by the light, the street light. And I can't make it to church. Well, someday on the other side of glory, there's going to be people like Brother John O that's going to stand up there and say, I made it. You can't get here because you got a peanut butter problem. They say in sports that there's something known as a loser's limp. Those of you that are, are, are sports fanatics, you will follow. If you're a baseball fanatic, you'll fo follow those guys that are out misjudging a fly ball and they miss the ball and so they immediately trip over themselves and, and when they get up, they start doing like this. 
or that, that, that guy that was guarding the wide receiver and, and he, he gets passed by for a touchdown. He, he grabs his leg and comes up hobbling and, and, and the basketball player that misses a sure layup falls down. He comes up limp. It's called loser's limp. Is that they fall to the ground, begin limping. Why? Because they're camouflaging their mistake. It's known as a loser's limp that is really just an excuse. The Lord said in this story, he said, a certain man made a great supper. I don't know about you, but I like to eat. I like, anybody here like to eat? I like good food. I enjoy good food. I like all kinds of food. I like all kinds of ethnic uh, style food. I like just about everything that I've ever tasted. And so he makes a great supper and he calls for a lot of people. I can see it as, as the chefs have been cooking and as they have been laboring in the in, in barbecuing the meat and making the potatoes and getting the green beans together and getting the, uh, 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 the, the rolls together and getting all the stuff together. He already sent out the invitation. The invitation was given it's it's going to happen come be ready and then when the supper is ready the invitation goes out the second time and said come for all things are now ready what this story reference is, is that the kingdom of God is likened to a great supper. The Lord has provided for his people and his church all kinds of goodies, all kinds of great things that you can taste and see that the Lord is good. He has prepared it for all those who are, are, are hungry for him, that want him. If you need peace of mind, I want to tell you, he's got a dish for that. If you need healing, in your body and your mind he's got a dish for that if you need joy there's a joy for dessert amen if you need comfort there it is he has prepared it for everyone but you gotta get ready it's coming it's gonna show up he told you it's coming so you need to be ready so the time came for the meal and he sent out his servant. So go to those that have been invited and tell them to come. I want them to come. Go bid them come for all things are ready. Amen. And the Bible is incredible. The story is incredible. They all, somebody say all, with one consent begin to make excuse. The first said, I bought a piece of ground and I need to go see it. You sound like a good businessman, but how, who buys a piece of ground that's never seen it? Oh, it's that guy that, that, that uh, 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 is, is so caught up in his business that that's his excuse. I'm so caught up in my business. My priorities are out of order. The cares of the world can get a hold of you until they begin to choke out the word. I want to tell you the things that God has got prepared for you is more important than any business pursuit. It is more important than any property you may own, more important than any car you may purchase, more important than any hobby you may have amen Lord I want you to know when supper's ready I'm coming I'm going to come and get it I'll lay work down I'll show up because it's so important to be at supper all things are ready when I was a boy I'd play in the neighborhood and we'd run all over the neighborhood playing and 
and play ball, play football, play basketball, hang out with my buddies, and it would start getting dark at night. I want to just keep on playing. I want to just keep on hanging out and having a good time. Amen. And my dad had a shrill whistle that you could probably hear two blocks away. I know I could hear it probably three or four, but you could hear it too because I was tuned into that whistle. My dad would put his and he'd whistle and I knew John that that's come home right now do drop whatever you're doing and if I didn't drop whatever I was doing supper would be gone my mom and dad wasn't that one just come in and eat any old time you want to and pick up whatever you want to when it's ready you got to eat anybody else raised like that oh my all the old folks raise their hand you kids need to hear my message then Amen. Supper was ready at that night. It wasn't always at this exact same time, but you know when it was getting dark, it was time for getting home. And, and so one time my, 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 I heard that whistle, and, 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 and if I heard it the second time, oh, I was, uh, <laughs> was going to be really much in trouble. And I was, I was playing ball, and it was kind of day dusk light outside, and, and I wanted to keep playing, and I, I waited a little bit, and the second time coming, I just told my buddies, I got to go. And I ran as hard as I could. I remember I was, our house was up just a little bit of a hill. And I was just running. And all of a sudden, I wiped out. And I, when I come to, I had hit a telephone guide wire. And it threw me back on my backside. I mean, I had a bruise all over me. I got back up. I wasn't worried. I got to get home. It's supper time. I want to tell you, it's time to say, no excuse. He's got what I need. No excuse. He's got what I need. No excuse. I watch folks that are in desperate need from a word from God. Where's my phone? Give me my phone. Where's my phone? It's right there by you, is it? Or give me a phone. Thank you, Brother Dylan. That singing here wore me out. Oh, I need a word from God. I need something from the Lord. I wonder what's going on on Facebook. Ooh, did you see what they posted? I need a text, ain't Sally, cousin Ed. And while the word of God is going forward and a move of God is going forward, he's saying it's dinner time. And while you're checking your eBay account and while you're checking your Amazon account and while you're checking your Facebook, your meal just goes right by. And I think, oh my, I missed it. No, 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 you didn't miss it. You had an opportunity and you gave an excuse. Excuses that this is more important than that. No, I need a word from God. I need a touch from God. I come across this some time ago. Ten reasons I never wash. Ten reasons I never wash. I was forced to wash when I was a child. People who wash are hypocrites because they think they're cleaner than others who don't. There are so many kinds of soap. 
I can never decide which one to use. So I'm not going to I used to wash, but it was boring. I decided I'm only going to wash on Christmas and Easter. None of my friends wash, so why should I wash? I'll start washing when I get older. I really don't have time to wash. I really don't have time to wash. The bathroom is not as warm as I'd like for it to be, so I'm not going to wash. People who make soap are really only after your money, so I'm not going to wash. Amen. I want to tell you today that there's all kinds of excuses we could make, but it's time to lay the excuse aside and say, I want what my meal is meant for me. There's a nameplate for me at my table, amen, at his table with my, my plate. I want to get to it. Hallelujah. I want to accept not only the invitation, but I want to accept the second invitation that says, it is now ready. It's ready. No more excuses. No more excuses. Well, I've got this problem and I've got that problem. Everybody's got a problem. Sad thing, it wasn't problems. It was these guys' excuse. It's legitimate things. Well, it's, you know, it's Black Friday and we got to go on Sunday because it's Black Friday. <clears throat> bargain hunters. I got to have a bargain. What well, do you need a meal with God or a bargain? I got to focus on my personal gain. No, what's best for me is at the table. I've got to enlarge my state or do I need to enlarge my soul? Amen. People say, I got to go to college. I got to get a job. I've got to marry. I got to have kids. Amen. And then I'll think about all that God has for me. I'm too busy with work. I'm too busy with success. But success had poisoned this man's perspective until his priority was out of order. I, got, I bought a piece of ground and now I got to go see it. The second one said, I bought a yoke of oxen and I need to go prove them. I'd be like buying your car and never testing it. I don't know about you, but this whole thing of buying online and they come and bring it to you and I've never tried it out, never looked at it. Oh, no, sir. I want to look at it. I want to see it. I want to look and see what kind of condition it is. Amen. Hallelujah. This person bought five uh, oxen, a yoke of oxen he had bought. And he said, you know what? I, I, my timing's just off a little bit. My timing's just off a little bit. The supper is ready, but I'm not ready. I've got to take care of my position. Amen. The Bible said the deceitful of riches, deceitfulness of riches choke out the word of God. Too busy, amen, can get in your way of the meal that God has for you. Amen. You get the meal from God, then you'll learn how to run your business. You'll learn how to buy things. It's the principles of the kingdom. Amen. At the Lord's table. The third one sounds very legitimate to me. I have a wife. I just got married. 
See, he got the invitation probably before his marriage, and he was going to come. Then he got married, and then it's, it's ready. It's ready. Let me just tell you, when God begins to move in your life, you can't pick at what time God's going to say, hey, I want you to go do this. I want you to be here. As you go along your life, it may mess up your relationships. It may mess up your family situation. But God's best is always bring your wife to the supper with you. Bring your family with you. Hallelujah. These kind of people are busy with legitimate things. Amen. I would go, but but I'm busy because, uh, you know, I'm busy with my family. I'm busy with my friends. I'm busy with sports. I'm busy volunteering for social activism. I'm busy vacationing. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm not talking about coming to church tonight so you don't be misled about this message. I'm talking about getting involved in the kingdom of God. I'm talking about feasting on God 24-7. He's first in your life. He's number one in your life. No more excuses. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. After the ones made excuse, the master of the meal said, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city. Go find the poor, the maimed, the halt and the blind. Looks like to me, if anybody had an excuse not to come, it would be the halt. It would be the maimed. It would be the poor. It would be the blind. Amen. Where you are right now, what you're dealing with in your your problem, your situation may be so desperate to you. But I want to tell you, the table is spread for you tonight. God's got what you need. And he doesn't care about how poor you are. He doesn't care about your past and how maimed you are. He doesn't care about what you've been through and what was destroyed and destructed. He doesn't care about what you see or what you don't see. He said, get to my table. I've got what you need. Get to my table. I've got what you need. So they brought the poor, they brought the maimed, they brought the halt, and they brought the blind. And the master heard these words, yet there is room. When I consider the kingdom of God, yet there's room. And so the Lord said, go out into the highways, the hedges, and compel them to come in that my house be full. Here's the scenario. Somebody's going to eat. Somebody's going to eat at the table of the king. It might as well be you. It might as well be me. Somebody's going to eat. Hallelujah. Don't be so distracted with your business, so distracted with your life, and so distracted with success, so distracted with possession, so distracted with relationships that you can't see that God's got what you need right in his presence. Stand with me, please. Well, Lord, I'd, I'd, I'd come, but I can't get the lid off my peanut butter. It's about how lame I believe the Lord looks at some of our excuses. So tonight, I just want to make an appeal to you. Come and dine. The master calleth. Come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. All the time. 
His dinner is ready. In Acts chapter 2, the supper was prepared and made. And in Acts chapter 2, that's what you need. Holy Ghost, infilling. Amen. Glory in your soul. Deliverance from despondency and devils. Deliverance and freedom, whatever you need. Amen. It is there. Let's say no more excuses. No more excuses. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.